0: The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. Hey
1: guys, this is Suge Burry, and this is The Greatest Show on Earth. I gotta tell you, God is working powerfully in and around the United States, and I am on the road with my husband in our RV, and we are meeting some of the most fascinating people. And today, I have a guy I met at Bible study with his beautiful wife, and he's got a story to share with us. Jim Peterson, welcome.
0: Thank you. So. It's my first time on a radio show. Well,
1: so. <laughs> good. This is the best one. This is yeah. the one that you picked. Yeah. But um, I, I, just introduce yourself a little bit to our friends. Tell us about well, your, your, your personal, personal life, life, your, your wife. wife. Do you have any kids? Yeah. Uh, how well, long have you been married?
0: Uh, we've been married 40 years now. And uh, two kids, boy and a girl, and a couple of grandchildren. And we're full-time RVers as well. We're Florida residents now, from California originally. And uh, well, that's 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 me, that's where I'm at.
1: (laughs) I love it, Jim. And when we were sitting in Bible study, we were studying, um, out of the book of Peter, Peter, yeah, and first Peter. And so, as we're studying about first Peter, you shared a little bit about a story that had happened to you personally in your life. And in this story, uh, before we get to it, I want you to tell our friends just for a moment. What was your li- life like before this physical? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This this what medical yeah, yeah. miracle that happened in your life. Why don't you share a little bit of what, what it was like before um,
0: that? Well, um, I was a Christian, um, and and you know that's that's a long, another story that. And
1: friends, that was, you got to listen to the crazy testimonies because he shares. <laughs>
0: But anyway, um, we, I had a heart condition from 10 years ago where I had a bicuspid uh, aortic valve. And the, uh, they found it and said that I need to have my aortic valve replaced. So I had that done when I was 50 years old. I'm now 61. <clears throat> and um, everything was good. I, I had gone through the surgery. I had a pacemaker put in because of that. And uh, the valve and everything was good. But this, this summer or last, last year in the summertime, I uh, got real sick, and I thought it was COVID. Um, I had a fever every night and just had no energy, and I thought it was COVID, and the doctors misdiagnosed me. I was actually septic. I had a, an infection in my blood, and it went to my heart. Whenever you have artificial valves or knees or hips, if you have an infection in your blood, it will attack the foreign bodies. So the infection went to my heart, and they they called it endocarditis, which is like an infection of the heart lining or something like that. And it's very serious. I mean, I was septic for two months or a month and a half. And or when they told me, when I finally found out about it, we were in Kansas at my sister's house trying to go across country. And um, the doctors told me, you know, you're, you're one out of five don't make it from this. So you need to get your aortic valve replaced. You need to get your pacemaker out. you got to go on antibiotics intravenously.
1: No, you had said one out of five he, that's don't make it from this. That's
0: what he told me. Well, he
1: doesn't know God, does yeah, he, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and at that time, what are you and your beautiful wife, Louise, thinking about?
0: Well, I, we were in Kansas with our RV, which is our home. And I uh, because of insurances and everything, I had to get back to Florida so that it would be paid for, and mm-hmm. otherwise, and that's a long story, mm-hmm. blue, blue cross blue shield stuff, but but you shared with your wife what, oh, what yeah. the, that, yeah. and then what'd you guys yeah. do? And she was yeah, she was she was quite, quite panicked, panicked about it, about it. Yeah. And as, you know yeah. it, was it was like, like oh, God, you got to go through, through this, this again. again."
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and you know the odds aren't real good either. I mean, if that's you know the guy was said you're you're sick, you're really sick, you got a problem. And thank God for my wife, because when we went to the emergency room she said, please she hugged the doctor and told him, Something's wrong with him, find out what it is. Yeah. You know, and they did ran all the blood tests and, and found out what it and was. And at
1: the time you were thinking it's COVID.
0: Well, yeah. I didn't know what it yeah. was. I was just really sick.
1: you And, run and down. it had gone
0: on for two months, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and it was it was an infection. Was an infection mm. Blood infection. Mm. So anyway, we we had to fly back to Florida. Um, get our RV delivered back here by my brother-in-law. It was quite an ordeal. Luckily, for good friends that let us have a place to stay at their house. They were on vacation. They said, just stay at our house till you get your RV. So it was very good. So I got here. I had to do two months of intravenous. They put a pick in my arm, which goes right to your heart. And I had to do intravenous antibiotics every day for two months, until the infection was killed
1: were you able to be at home when they did that yeah i had so to just be in the hospital.
0: go to the hospital every day and do it
1: oh appreciate yeah.
0: thanks and um, so they but they won't do the surgery until the infection is killed uh, or they think that the infection mm-hmm. is gone in you and they mm-hmm. check your blood so everything looked good and um After two months. After two months and getting all the, uh, you know, the right doctors in place and what I'm going to have done, what type of valve I need. And anyway, the doctor that I I went to, he said he he thinks he he needs to open me right up up because because there's 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 something else else he has to do when he gets gets in there because of the infection that. You know, he would have better access. Now,
1: open up. Are they cutting you up the chest? chest? Yeah,
0: they cut the breastbone.
1: And had they gone in that way from your previous? Okay, so so he moved the same
0: spot. Take the wire out and put the new wire in afterwards.
1: Okay, no, just pause it for a second. Are you guys, like, on your knees praying every day constantly over this puppy?
0: we, We did. We did. Louise prayed a lot more than I did. I think she was more. Yeah. It was more stressful for her than it was me. I was going through it, but she was... She was stressed out. Now,
1: hang on a second. No, I usually don't do this, friends, but we're on YouTube. you got to find us on YouTube and watch and see. And in the background is a beautiful lake, a pelican lake, along with palm leaves and branches. And to my very left here, we have his absolutely beautiful wife. I'm going to turn my camera so you can see her. Give a wave. There's Louise. So if he turns away from the microphone, what's happening is he's looking at his wife waiting for that hamburger to fly. Sorry. And you guys better listen to his testimony. You can see what he's talking about on that. But um, now you're praying, you know, the surgery is coming up. One out of five people. Uh, did you say survive or don't, no, don't survive? Don't
0: make it. Yeah. Don't make so, it. Yeah, so I know. So- okay. So, so one of <coughs> one the, things the things they had, they had to, do to do was take, take out my, my pacemaker, pacemaker, which, which had been it. in 10 years. So it's not a, an easy process because the wires are grown in and everything in through your veins and everything. So they had to take that out. So I had that done on November 7th, and it was a four-hour surgery. And they put in a new pacemaker, which was just a little tiny thing, goes in through your groin now, and they drop it in your, in your heart. And, and it's good for same length of time as the other one, the bigger ones, new technology. But then on the 9th of November, this is just last year, um, I had to go in for open heart surgery. So it was only a couple of days apart. And when I, so I went in, obviously when my wife said goodbye to me, she told, you know, but before they put me under, she told me to, if I see the light and I can't fight, go to it, you know, and don't worry. But, Fight, you know, don't go to it. when so I left she said, Don't go to the lights. <laughs> like go to the life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean if you see oh, Jesus, go yeah, to Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. But don't go to yeah. Jesus. I want you here with me, yeah. right?
1: Exactly. I get that. I
0: get So it. so anyway they put me, they under, put me under surgery, surgery was, was you know, I don't know what was happening at this time. I know Louise was out waiting in the car and uh, it's COVID oh, now, so, so COVID. they don't yeah, they don't they don't allow a lot of people in and and uh so uh when i when i came to in in the hospital when i when i woke up from the anesthesia um i was i i, I was delirious at the time i mean i was having funny thoughts but my louise was there because they called her because i was Trying to have fights with the doctor at <laughs> the time. Oh, oh so you were really was, patient patient. You know, I was. There <laughs> was something. Either had a reaction from the uh, anesthesia. Yeah. And so, so you were they, getting violent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted. I wanted to get up and. You know, oh, okay, and okay. Anyway, so Louise came in, and I, as soon as I saw her, I first thing I told her was, "I said I heard Jesus' voice," and I told her that. I saw a ribbon of light in front of me, from left to right. It was just like a nice ribbon, and it was glowing bright white. And the, and it was going dim. And it would just before it would go to the end of the ribbon and go dark. I heard Jesus' voice. He said, "If you can't fight anymore, just let go, and I'll bring you back."
1: Okay, say that again.
0: Uh, he, what did God he, say? J- Jesus said. He just well, I think it was Jesus. That's the voice I heard. I just I knew it was him. I didn't see anybody. Mm -hmm. I just saw this ribbon of light, and it would go dim, and he would say, "If you can't fight anymore, just let go, and I'll bring you back." And then it it would go bright again. The ribbon would go bright again, and then a little while later, and this and I've heard I was hearing voices of friends of ours here in the park. I don't know if they're praying for me, but I could hear a lot of friends. You know, could hear in
1: your head or in, in your head. heart. No, I
0: even like had visions of it. I don't know that it was out of body or what it was, but I was hearing a lot of our friends, and then the the light would go start to go dim again, and and then I'd hear Jesus' voice again, say, "Don't worry. If you have to let go, you know, if you can't fight, just let go, and I'll bring you back." And then it would go bright again, and it did that three times. And the third time, I heard his voice again, and then. And that was about it. I woke up, you know, after that, and, and I told Louise as soon as I woke, woke up. that Three times. Yeah, heard. I, heard I heard Jesus' voice, and I told her about the rim and the light. First thing I told her, you know, when I woke up, and she goes, oh, of course she did. You always did. <laughs> so,
1: now, what did she mean by that?
0: Well, because same thing, when I when I got the spirit in me and, and I told her that story. She goes, Oh yeah, I, I've been a Christian my whole life and I never felt the Holy Spirit in me like that. says, you're going to get that experience. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I did hear the voice. I, I'm certain it was Jesus. I'm not, you know, you know I, I don't know what else, else it could have been. been. And, I didn't didn't know this at the time, time, but then then, when I I told her her that she said that, well, the doctor doctor told told her her that there's a lot of things that the doctors do. They put you on a a heart and lung machine to bypass your heart so that they can take your valve out. And and anyway, when they opened me up, they found that my aortic valve was, it was bad and they had to remove it. But they also had to do a complete root repair of my aorta. So they put Teflon aorta in and sewed the valve to that and did some other things in there. So then they have to start your heart again. And normally they just let the blood flow to it and your heart will come back to life. Anyway, he he told Louise, he told my wife that I, that I died three times on the table and that they had to bring me back. Now, whether it was with paddles or massaging the heart. I, I don't know exactly how that happened, but he had told Louise, he said, we lost him three times and brought him back. So that kind of coincided with what I had told her when I first woke up. So it was very, very interesting to, to know what was happening when I was unconscious and uh, said I broke a record because when I came to, I took the breathing tube out of my mouth with my tongue. <laughs> And they said they've never had that happen in the history of a hospital.
1: Oh, my goodness. You didn't like <laughs> that went, in oh, at all. no!
0: I wanted that breathing tube out.
1: Oh, my goodness. I was
0: fighting with the restraints, and they had to tie me down and put me back out again until I, I guess I came off of the anesthesia, and it was a, a little bit of a... I, I remember everything though. I remember what I was telling the nurse. I thought they were trying to kill me in there. And I told Louise, they said, they're getting secured. And I said, you better get security. Like, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was uh, a little bit stressful for Louise, as you can imagine. Yeah. Here I was just with open heart surgery and I'm fighting these restraints and everything. And
1: You know, you anyway, just didn't want was, to go like, under subconsciously. Yeah, Your body yeah. didn't want to go there. But God really made it clear to you yeah, yeah and now this makes so much more sense and,
0: and he and he told me that i had to pass this message yeah you know and when i when i i didn't know what i was supposed to do but he did tell me that i was supposed to you know i had a purpose that i came back for yeah and i can't remember that exactly what it was but that's why i was fighting to, and I thought they were I thought well, it, was it was a, a conspiracy, conspiracy but might, like that they, they were, were trying, trying to kill, kill me because they, they didn't want, want me to, to say something, something but it was uh it was very weird, wasn't it? I mean, but, that, but
1: you okay? So you heard God speak to you three times, yeah. And then you and then you were definitely impressed on your heart, or you heard him say, "Pass it on." Yeah. You could hear the neighbors and your friends
0: praying for you. I assume. I, I, I I'm just assuming that that's why I heard them. I don't their know. voices. Yeah, I just heard their voices, and they were talking. And could and, you, you recognize
1: know. who they were? Yeah,
0: oh, I know exactly so who. They
1: oh, were. that's and yeah. then. God's words really make sense when you were fighting all of this yeah. physically, mentally, and He just basically said, "I'll take care of it."
0: Yeah, yeah. He said, "Just if you can't do it anymore, just let go and leave it to me." And that's that was the you know that prayer of salvation that I had in my testimony it was like, you know, you can't do this on your own. Like, yeah. give it to me. Give all this stuff to me. Put it on my back. And I did, and that was, and it just, I, you know, physical transformation. It felt like somebody just lifted thousands of pounds off your back. I love it. And man. I wish it would have stayed like that. I wanted that every day. After yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. got that again. It was, but, you know, we <laughs> can have
1: that peace of yeah. Christ. You know, yes. and, you know yes. and that's where it says, don't be anxious about anything. Yeah. But in all things, through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, yeah. uh, make your requests known to God. And he does lift that up to oh, us. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love that. So he, you felt on your heart to pass it on, yeah. to tell other people. Sure. What so, has your life, how, how many years ago was this?
0: Oh, just last year, just it in November. Just within? In November it happened.
1: This year? Yeah. Well, like, last year, it's now two thousand. I know, so I know, but that was just only a couple months ago. A couple ago. months, a months ago. ago, I never heard yeah. about that.
0: Yeah. I'm so
1: sorry, I didn't know about it, uh, I didn't hear about it. It
0: was, uh, it was an experience, it was wow. definitely an experience.
1: Yeah, and so that happened in November. How do you feel today? I feel good. How has your life changed
0: since that happened? Uh, well, it's, you know, again, it's lit the fire for Jesus, I think, you know, and made me want to go to the Bible study and go back to church and learn more, you know, learn mm-hmm. all I can and, and pass it on to people, you know, it's a, I just met a man yesterday that I told the story to and he, he also had a story to tell me um, that he had had, he, he he died and came back and they had him in a coma, and he just told me the story yesterday. So we shared to each other, and he said it gave him chills because he said, "I know exactly what you are talking about." He had the same ex, or not the same experience, but yeah. he had a day uh, he saw the light and, and uh, knew what it was, and yeah, he was in a coma for ten days and came out. He had a, he had open heart surgery for a stent, and then or or he had a stent put in voluntarily, and he died. Wow, and his was a heart attack, though well, not yeah. I guess. And they put him in a coma and brought him back. Anyway, that's you know, it's it's nice to be able to share it with people.
1: It's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing. I think when God does that in our lives, He's making it very clear: I'm alive, I am here, I am with you. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Um. And look at what you can pass on. Not only that, but as a legacy for your
0: family. And and what. You know, what what does he have in store for me? You know, what's, what's, why did he keep me here? You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are better than I am, but whatever. And, you know, what, what he had a purpose for me and he told me, you know, he wants, obviously, he wanted me to stay.
1: Well, you know, he likes the tough nuts,
0: is what he likes. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: likes the people that, you know, are, it's such a transformation and, and such a change in their lives because it's the everyday people that, you know, people listen Make to. A you. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, you know, you don't have to be anybody special to allow God to you, right. be used in your life. That's right. Um, and, and I hear, I've had a healing as well. Um, I've, I've shared this in the past, but I had what's called PSC, primary sclerosis and cholangitis, and I mm. was almost stage four. There's no cure, uh, there's no cause, uh, And no friends. Yes. It wasn't <laughs> from drinking or any of that. It was an autoimmune disease where your body attacks its liver. Mm. And um, from that, the powerful thing is it was gone. Wow. Like I went to wow. the Mayo Clinic for almost four years. Yeah. And I went in there and it was gone. Wow. And the doctor had never seen that before. She actually started to weep. And, but you could see scar tissue
0: where it had been. It
1: had been. So yeah. like Jesus had scars on his wrists where he had you know, hung.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So often time and time again, I'm going to share this with you because you're newer. I've, mine was many years ago but newer in this healing that you really, this was a healing. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I'll hear God say, share it now. No, uh, God, now's not a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They don't want to hear this yet. Oh no. Share it yeah, now. Yeah. And so you're going to hear that. You're going to hear him speak to you, whatever, whatever circumstance, circumstance, no matter where, you, where you are, whether right. you're on, on the street, street with somebody, somebody meeting someone on the side. sidewalk, even at a, a party or an event, all well, of a sudden you hear God say, share it now.
0: And it gives you, I mean, I, I'm not, making anything up so it, it gives you the uh, guts to say it because i don't care you know it's like hey it, i know what happened mm-hmm. to me you know i know what i heard i know what jesus told me so i'm not afraid to share it to people mm-hmm. you know and, and and it's good because you never know who, whose life it can change
1: yeah. Well, amen to that. And you know, you can share scripture all day long, but if you share with an unbeliever, somebody who doesn't know Christ, yeah. what's going to speak even more powerfully yeah. is your story—that yeah. you heard from the Lord.
0: And I've had, after when my, when I became a Christian, I really started studying different different books and information about about the Lord and the Bible and studying it, and I had the the, the opportunity to share uh, some of my the books that I'd read and the information and my testimony with some people that I knew on the barge that were non-believers. And they became a believer because of what I shared with them. And that, that was a powerful thing. You know, to have some... To know you made a difference in someone's life is always a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, or God made the difference. I didn't make the difference, but Jesus made the difference. And, uh but it was, it was, it's, you know, it's nice to know that because a lot of times you share your story, share your story and, and, people and people go on about their, their life and you, you don't know that, know that just that one thing, thing you, you said, said to them, them, them. might've changed their life, you know, and they never get back to you and tell you that, but it might at some point, you know, they can hear that voice that you told them about and they, they changed their ways or they became Christian or or it, it comforts them or something in some way. So,
1: And I think all of you that are out there listening, if there's something that's happened in your life where you know without a shadow of doubt that was God mm-hmm. speaking to mm-hmm. me or that was God's hand on my life, don't mess around. we got to tell other people. I mean, we've been now privileged to have this information. He yeah. shared it with us. He gifted it to us. That's yeah. what he did. And then from there, we're supposed to carry it on and tell other people. Yeah. I mean, to die three times And then listen to God three times and then to wake up and have beautiful Louise tell you three times you were dead. And he just and, and not only that, your stress and the fact that you didn't want to be tied down. And he said, just let go. Yeah. I love that. It's just going gonna, gonna to move me. And I'm going to tell multiple people, not only the thousands that are listening here, but multiple people about what God is doing. Yeah. And so, my friends, I'm so glad that you tuned in. I thank you so much for listening with us. And I know that God is going to do a powerful work in and through your life thank you so much, Jim, for coming on and sharing. Thank you for letting me share. I
0: mean, that's, that's what it's all about. So thank you.
1: And I'm on the road, friends, in the RV going across the U.S. of A. And it's so cool to see how God is at work in people's lives. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe today is the day he's knocking on your heart and he's telling you invite me into your heart. You know, he's just waiting for you. The prayer is simple. Father God, I am a sinner, and I ask that you come into my life. I invite you to lead me the rest of my days, Jesus. And I believe with all of my heart that you were raised from the dead on my behalf. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, if you said a simple prayer like that, you are saved. I know it's kind of a fancy word, but if you meant it in your heart, you can use your own words and believe and know that Jesus Is your Lord and Savior, friends? I got more stories to bring to you, so keep listening. Find us on YouTube, and please donate to himforher.org. H-I-M number number four, her.org. This is Shugburi. Over and out.